Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Road to Abundance. Today, we have a special guest, one of my friend Maggie. Welcome to the podcast. And she's an hypnotist. Hypnotist? How do you say hypnotist. it? Hypnotist. Hypnotist. <laughs> uh, so what it is, I wanted to introduce you to something special, something cool. So tell us a little bit about you and how did you become um, an hypnotist? So the thing with hypnosis is and how I got to it. Um, there are a lot of cliches about hypnosis. People think it's mind control. People think it's a scam. The problem is, I think it's the same like in your business. A lot of people do it, but not everybody is good at it. And a lot of people do it, but the question is who does it for the good and who does it just for fame, money, who has like unethical reasons. Mm -hmm. um, I was married for almost six years. Kids don't marry. It was terrible. <laughs> and when I got divorced, um, I fell into a really black hole. I was happy that we split up, but still a divorce after six years, you know, you have a life together, a house, so many things that you share. So I felt, I felt depressed and I tried a lot of things. I looked into meditation. I did workout. I was active. I was also lazy. I was doing good things for myself, bad things for myself and nothing really helped. If I lived super healthy, it didn't help. If I was like having a drink and eating sweets or fast food, it didn't help. Nothing helped. And then I remember that when I used to be a professional dancer, my first career was professional dancing. I had a knee accident and this accident ended my career. And back then we had hypnotists in the, in the theater schools and we saw one. And I remember that it helped me so much after this accident. I kind of like found hope again. I was like, oh, maybe I can do something else. I found like motivation again. So <clears throat> after this divorce, I'm sitting there <clears throat> depressed in my one bedroom with like only a couch, my dog and nothing in there. And I don't feel well and I'm like, maybe I try hypnosis again. And by accident, as you know how life goes, I met a hypnotist. He hypnotized me. I was fine. He changed my perception of how I look at things, my perspective, my beliefs, because that's what hypnosis does. Hypnosis doesn't change like how you are or will not force you to do something. Hypnosis changes what you believe. So whatever you believe is your reality. If you believe you're handsome, good looking, you could be a great boyfriend, you'll attract that. You'll be like, hey, I'm great. If you don't want to date me, that's your loss, right? Mm -hmm. If you believe, excuse my language, you're a piece of shit, you're not good enough, nobody loves you anyways, you will also attract that and be a magnet for these vibes, this energy, these waves, right? So hypnosis changed how I looked at life and eventually I became friends with the hypnotist and then I was already deep into motivational speaking. I always loved you know, meditation, motivation. And he told me, I think you could be good at this. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like you're great at this, but I can't do it. But somehow he got me into it. I started studying. I started practicing and I turned out to be really, really good. Loki better than him, but don't tell him. I really, yeah, I, I outgrew my master. I later had different mentors. I studied different techniques. And the funny thing is that I don't know so much. I know a lot about hypnosis, but not that much because I don't know so much. I have no limits. You know, people, when you learn something, they put limits on you. So, hey, you can walk and jump, but you cannot fly. You learned that, right? So in hypnosis, I learned a lot, but not everything. So certain things where hypnosis says, oh, that doesn't work. I didn't know you say that doesn't work. So somebody would ask me, can you help me with this? I'm like, I guess, sure. And I did it. So not knowing was my power because knowledge is not always power. Sometimes knowledge, if what it teaches us is wrong or puts limit, put yeah. limits on us, it's not good. So I had this mix of talent, 
I was really good. Also, you know, I'm German. I have good work ethics. I worked hard. Plus, a lack of maybe knowing the limits made me really good really quick. And that's how I became a hypnotist now. I think almost four years loving it. And um, mostly my mission is to prove to people that it's not a scam. We don't use like <laughs> pocket watches. We don't do like, now you're getting sleepy. And like, no, no, no. So how does it work? So let's say that... Um Someone want to, let's, let's take a common example, someone want to quit smoking. The problem why they can't quit is because internally they believe that they're a smoker. So you're going to go into the subconscious mind and you're going to reprogram so the person doesn't think that he's a smoker anymore. Exactly. So because he doesn't associate with the belief, it's changing his state of being. It's so nice to talk to somebody that knows what I'm doing because most people are like, what? The pro right here. Yes, exactly. So people are not addicted to nicotine and to smoking. It's a mix of both. It's they identify with being a smoker. And here we're going to transition smoothly into what you like to do. They like the way they breathe when they smoke. If you're a smoker, you're not a smoker. You love breath work. Because who would go on their balcony and be like... Someone like us that know it's really good for you, mm -hmm. but a normal person that doesn't know that, they would be like, I'm not going to go outside and breathe five times for no reason, like in and out. What they do is the breathing. A cigarette forces you to chill out for a moment, sit down and take a few deep breaths in and out. That's what they're, they're addicted to way more than the nicotine because it's really not that strong. And physical, uh, physical addiction is only happens in a few really drastic, with a few really drastic substances like heroin and I think meth is pretty strong. There are a few, but even things like cocaine, wheat, marijuana, this is all what you identify with. And also because you say, said identify, this is what I mostly like to explain too, that hypnosis will not change your personality. Are you outgoing? Are you shy? Are you bubbly? Are you flirty or not? But hypnosis changes your identity with whom you identify as. You could be shy, but identify as an outgoing person or the other way around. So hypnosis changes what you think, what you believe is right, what people taught you, what TV taught you, what the media teaches you, and hypnosis can change that. So it's like subconscious programming, but you do it for the person instead of, if, if the person is not able to do it for himself, because everybody could technically hypnosis themselves, mm -hmm. the call subconscious reprogramming, mm -hmm. that's what I do. So if I have a tendency that I can't, then that's where you go and you do it and you help the person to do it for them. That's why it's called self-help too because I honestly just help you to help yourself. And yes, if you're very good, if you're very zen, if you practice, if you meditate and you become a pro, you can get into the same state or very, very close to where I put you in if you're really, really good. See, we go into hypnosis a few times a day when you drive home the same route over and over again and you don't even think, you know, do you sometimes make mm -hmm. a right and you're like, That light was green, right? You know, you just don't mm. think. That's hypnosis. When you listen to a, to a song and you just fade away and you remember like a cool, fun vacation, that's hypnosis. When you smell something and it reminds you of something your grandma was cooking, that's all hypnosis. So like you say, we go into that state a few times a day. You pretty much just pay me to help you get into it quick and easy so you don't have to put in years of reading and practicing like you did. Yeah. So. It cost you a few years to save the money that the <laughs> others spend on me. So I'm pretty much a time saver. But yes, everything I do, technically you could do yourself if you're really, really good or the Buddhists know how to do it and a few people know how to do it. Yes.
Awesome. I guess just so you know, like, let's say smoking, to give you an example, uh, a lot of people can't quit smoking because as Maggie said, they identify as being smokers. So when somebody's going to be like, oh, you want a cigarette? Uh, instead of being like, like me, I would say, oh, I don't smoke. So what am I? I'm not a smoker. I don't smoke. They're like, oh, no, I, I, I stopped smoking. They're still smokers. They just stopped smoking. That's why it doesn't last because their identity is still attached to, I'm a smoker, I'm just in a break, I'm just not smoking right now. That's why you see people picking up after five years 100%. or six years. They didn't reprogram their belief. And me, I teach it with meditation and I teach to reprogram your whole life with habits and stuff. Yeah. Maggie has a shortcut that she can help you. Uh, of course, um, reprogramming your whole life with a hypnoter- uh, hypnosis is, is, is probably a little like a lot of work like it, you want to be able to kind of do it understand what you're doing and then you can seek the help of someone also to get some shortcuts so um could be can you give us like some example of of, of work that you do like um like motivation for work like what, yeah. what, what's your most so common it's common? exactly what you said you had the interest and you were always very interested in what is there beyond what i'm living right mm-hmm. you are very curious but like you say when i hypnotize someone it's not only my job to hypnotize them and solve the problem. It should be my job to inspire them to later become a baby Mike and be like, maybe I try this at home. Or maybe a few things she said, maybe. And I tell them when you go to bed tonight, think about what we did. Try to whatever is left of your memory, try to remember and do it again. So yes, I want to inspire people to then do it themselves and eventually become free, but it depends. So the thing is in order to be really happy in life, we need two things. But the problem is that we always only have one and we never have both at the same time. Number one, connection. We need love, compassion, physical touch, friendships, love, sex. That's why you get Frenchy, guys. All of that. Yeah. The French know know about that better than anyone. I'm German, so I don't know about that. But I heard. Connection, right? The second thing is progress, growth, and having a purpose. Why do retired people sometimes go back and work voluntarily yeah. they, they need to be needed mm-hmm. so my favorite example that I always use in my coaching is to this Mexican families they are so happy although they don't have a lot Americans way underpay them and yet they're so happy why because the guy will come home and the boss told him Jose from ten dollars I'm gonna pay you now twelve so he comes home he has growth he makes two dollars more an hour but when he comes home there's a whole big family waiting on him cooking and dancing So he has the growth and then he comes into the connection. Most people, you know how it is. Either you're in a relationship, you become a bit comfortable, work a little bit, right? It gets a little bit more chill, but you have the love. You're happy, right? Or break up. You do the glow up. You become fit. You get the new apartment. Job is going well. But then you come home. No offense to our dogs, but it's us and the dogs. It's me and my chihuahua, right? So the key is to have connection and progress at the same time. That's why you don't even need a lot of money and you don't need the hottest girl. But if if you have a loving girl and a steady job at the same time, you'll be happy. I see so many families, they have everything, but the guy didn't get a raise in years, nothing's really moving, he's not happy. Or the other way around, super successful, dating models, everything looks great, but in the end they're lonely. So what hypnosis does, what I help with in my coachings and in the motivational coachings is to find a way how to combine the two and how to manage them both at the same time. Because I'm telling you, if you have both at the same time, you don't even have to reach for the highest stars. 
The secret is to have both at the same time and not to be for both to be the best. You don't need the hardest girl to be the happiest or the biggest bank account to be the happiest. You need both at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's the secret. And that's what I try to teach people. And then also motivation is a choice. You don't have motivation and you can't learn motivation. You take motivation. I can take motivation like this glass. I either take it or I don't. It's a decision. And again, it goes back to beliefs. Do you believe it's worth it? Are you worth it to be motivated and to grow your life? Do you like what you, you do? Like, guys, if you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to have motivation. That's a big topic. Like, people are like, how are you motivated to go to the gym? How are you motivated to do this? I'm not. It's just a habit that I have. I created those habits. I trick my brain. I make it do the work for me. And if, like Maggie said, small win, you do a cold bath, you do the challenge, you do your bed in the morning, you do this, you do that. The more wins you accumulate, the more growth you get, the more momentum you get for your days. So Exactly. The more your brain goes on autopilot. See, do you guys think about breathing? Do you guys think about scratching your arm when it itches? Do you guys think about your butt on the couch? No. Because it's on autopilot. If your arm is itching, you're going to scratch it. You're not going to be like, I should scratch my arm. Mm -hmm. You just do it. So like you said, you can put more things into autopilot. You scratch your arm on autopilot. You also go to the gym on autopilot. So a lot of things that you do, you don't need to think about anymore. So you are very productive in the back of your mind. And then consciously you do new things. You learn a new language or you read a new book or you start something new. If you guys have nothing on autopilot besides breathing and living, everything seems hard. Why do kids learn so much so quick? Because kids until they're 12 or 13 are in the state of hypnosis and everything is on autopilot. They learn everything super quick. And then when we get older, puberty, 14, 15, 16, suddenly everything is so difficult. Learning's for a test. Suddenly you're like, I used to like school. Now I freaking hate it. Because we get yeah. out of the autopilot. So. And people are going to make you create belief. This is too hard. Uh, you know, like yeah. you, you, you're, you're young. And I remember when I was young, I was like, I'll be a millionaire. I'll do this, this, this. And then people are like, yeah. oh, you don't know yet. You know, making money is hard and this and that. And then uh, I would go back to my, to my teacher now. And I told them I would be a millionaire. And they were like, nah, it's not like they, they don't believe it. Oh, I wish they see me right now. I'm fucking mm. rolling the life. Why? Because first, I never let nobody tell me what I can or can't do. So don't let other people create your belief because then you're going to even need more Maggie to help you with that. And um, guys, it, it's all about what you believe. So Belief creates reality. It's yeah. really true. What you believe. If you believe you're not handsome enough or you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, this will be your reality. It doesn't mean it's a fact, but mm-hmm. in your head, it's real. You That's know? what's happening for you right now. So... Tell us like some concrete tip like that people can do like right now. Like I want to, is there a way that they can hypnosis themselves? Is there a way that they can work at home a few things in order to go faster into uh, doing the shortcut instead of like, I mean, I suggest guys you still do everything I teach the meditation and stuff, but that could be a cool trick to shortcut it. So you have anything? Yeah, there are two things probably similar to what you already teach. Um, One thing is visualizing right envision imagine how it looks feels tastes to really imagine whatever your goal is let's say you want to go on a date and you're really nervous but you really want to you know close this girl make her your girlfriend imagine but not only see it in front of your eye feel it how will you feel how is it going to be the second thing is your brain doesn't know the difference 
between you talking loud and somebody talking to me. So that means if you want to motivate yourself, don't do it in your head. You know, when you think like, okay, I can do this. You have to speak out loud. When Mike tells me, Maggie, you look really good today and I saw what you did, I'm proud of you. Or I say it out loud, I speak out loud. It goes back to me through a different part of my brain. So that's, you know, sometimes we see people, they do self-talk, they're like, you can do it. You're strong, you're beautiful. And we're like, uh, okay. No, this is the right way. You have to speak out loud because your brain knows when you think it's you. It's like, okay, bitch, I know it's you. You have to speak out loud. Whatever, you, whatever you're going through or if you have a test tomorrow, I studied. I'm going to make it. I believe, oh, you studied. You're going to make it. You practice so hard. You're going to do your best. Nobody's perfect, but you're great. It's important to speak out loud. And yes, envision things. Absolutely yeah. visualize things. The better you envision the better you, the more your brain gets used to it. And another thing is, we always think that we have so many emotions, especially you are very much an empath, me too. We feel other people. We usually know what they think. We, you know, mm -hmm. um, but the funny thing is our brain doesn't have that many emotions. We only have a few, but what we have is a lot of meanings. For example, being nervous and being excited is one emotion. The brain fires one feeling. But we give it meaning. So society told me, tomorrow before my test, I'm going to be nervous. Oh my God, my test. Oh my God, oh my God. But if I see my favorite band in concert, or I'm waiting to hop on a roller coaster, I'm like, hell yes, let's go. Yeah, similar. It's the same emotion. But we decide which meaning through what we learned. Remember how I said sometimes knowing less is better. And mm -hmm. um, because of what we learned, we'll know, okay, now I have to be nervous, but tomorrow I'm going to be excited. See the difference? Or if, if you love to sing, you go on stage, you're like, oh my God, I'm excited to sing. If you're a great singer, but you don't sing a lot, you're nervous to go on stage and mm -hmm. sing. So that's why you have to understand that your, your mind is not as crazy and as colorful as you sometimes think. Your brain is actually very healthy and very clean, like German style, like boop, 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 boop. But we give it all those meanings. So what's a great, uh, a great thing to learn and to practice is to slow down your meanings. If you feel something, really ask yourself, What am I feeling right now? Am I really nervous? Or am I nervous because people say I should be nervous before I test? Or am I excited? And when you learn how to identify those meanings, you can then control them. So now, and I do this with my clients in hypnosis, whatever I have to do, I'm always excited. Let's say I have a fight with a friend and tomorrow we're going to talk. I'm not like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'm like, I'm excited to talk about it because we'll get it freaking out of the way. Or I'm excited for this test because guess what? I'm going to pass and it's over or I'm excited to go to the gym, even if I don't like it. because I know the feeling after I went, it's going to be so rewarding. I'm already excited for the feeling afterwards. So you can change your perspective. Yeah, It's putting the intention guys. So as Maggie was saying, I, it's exactly the same thing that I preach. She just do it another way, but same for me, it's putting the intention with the feeling. So if you want to manifest something in your life, you have to, Focus on the feeling that is this this will give you so when I was young I wanted to manifest the problem is I was manifesting subconsciously But when I was really trying to manifest millions money uh, Girls or whatever my subconscious was doing the work for me not manifesting the best thing Just manifesting all he knows how to do and what I really wanted what I I didn't attach any feeling to it so the problem is as she mentioned your brain doesn't do the difference between what's happening and what your brain think is happening. So if you focus really hard, your brain doesn't do the difference between the reality 
and what's a dream. Exactly. So if you want to manifest, you need to focus on those emotions. And especially for you guys, because girls that are very connected most of the time to their more, emotion. They're yeah. more emotional being. Uh, guys, society force us, unfortunately, to be a little further from our emotion. Like guys are not that connected and this and that. So yeah. I always had... Uh, in the past, trouble, you know, getting my feeling to attach to stuff because I didn't really care. Like, so if your life know that you don't really care, you can't trick your subconscious. She, he knows before you do. So it's hard. It's going to be hard for you if you don't put meaning. I'm telling you, put feeling, meaning, get, like you need to breed it. That's why um, back in the day, there used to be something like, millionaire were telling people like oh you know go sit in the ferrari and, and imagine yourself how it feels and and, and they, it was just a way to simplify it for people but it could be a house if you want to manifest an amazing house and you don't know yet go visit some houses mm -hmm. do some house tour if you want a business go go talk with some ceo if you can go see their factory if that's what you want like so then when you're in the moment you can Really read it. it like she said like like focus on it like wow that's what it does this is gonna be my office like I, oh, I love it this is what i see and this is how you're gonna create it not like the secret was teaching that to write you a check of a million dollars guess no, i did no, it so no. many times it's on my fucking wall i never <laughs> manifested it and until i changed perception so i find it really cool because it's It's um, Maggie is doing some work. She's doing a shortcut, but at the end of the day, she's teaching the same thing. They have to do afterwards to make keep it going. And it's interesting you said because I always use that line too that the brain doesn't know the difference between the outside and the really strong internal. When you guys watch a movie and somebody loses their arm or dies, we're all crying. We know Matt Damon didn't die, <laughs> right? Or this actress didn't really got her heart broken. But in that second, when we're really watching a movie, we're in hypnosis. Our brain forgets the difference between reality and, and, and fiction. That's why we cry. When I watch, see, I know all of these things. And yet when I watch a movie or I go to a musical theater, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm losing it because my brain is in trance. I don't know. So now imagine if we cry or we watch like Saw where they lose like their arms and legs. We're like, oh, this is terrible. We know it's props. We know it's fake. Do we though? Our brain doesn't. So now imagine how powerful... Do you ever watch a movie and you really feel the movie in a good way, in a sad way, in a motivating way? It's the same with your brain. You can do this to yourself. You can play the movie in your mind and your brain will then try to match to make it reality because it's going to be confused. Wait, it's like this, but here it isn't like this yet. We have mm -hmm. this house. It's so strong, but this is not the house. And it's going to push you and do everything to prove that self-fulfilling prophecy that you created in your head. Yeah, exactly. And guys, um, quick tips. So... Your brain works in waves, brain waves, and the first wave is going to be beta. Then uh, when you wake up, it, it, it transition to alpha, and then you have delta, uh, theta, and delta, and then gamma is like an extremely fast but kind of restful uh, state of mind that you can achieve with very high level of meditation. In the morning, you went from sleeping brain wave, which is um, theta, then you transition back to delta, alpha, and beta. And beta is the life normally where we live. It's like the super active mind that 
can't focus on nothing and it's like life is happening to you and you're not making it happen so in the morning and at night when your brain is shifting when the melatonin is kicking in and all that you're actually transitioning into those brain waves so that's a good moment to do what maggie was telling you exactly. the incantation telling yourself that you're good enough that's why if you want to wake up go in front of your mirror and be like i'm gonna have a fucking amazing day yes. it's gonna be good i'm gonna be productive today i'm gonna hit the gym i'm gonna do this that that That's why people, some people put it in writing in their mirrors and they just read that. You can read to yourself whatever incantation you want in the morning. And at night, I do my meditation either in the morning on the balcony or at night before bed. And that's the best time to exactly. do it. Yeah, this is the transition into theta too. And theta is hypnosis as well. Yeah. Because you talk about brainwaves. Exactly. So also another advice for if you live with someone or if you guys have kids, when somebody sleeps also tell them when they sleep they're deeper than REM but it's still a state of hypnosis so when someone sleeps or let's say let's say you're dating and maybe you had a little bit of trouble and your partner is sleeping you're gonna tell them tell tomorrow them. you do the cleaning of the house <laughs> <laughs> no you tell them I do love you I am happy with you. You are enough for me. I believe in you. I am happy to be with you. It goes into their subconscious mind only when they good. sleep right? You don't tell them. You might tell them a day. You might tell them a daytime too. Depends on depends on how good of a boyfriend you are. One to ten. You're you're a solid six and a half. I think. So it's not bad. But, so yeah, I yes. find it very cool. I I I was doing. I do it with my, with my dog. Maybe I should start doing it with, with my oh, next I tell girlfriend. My dog <laughs> When they sleep, I do the same. So guys, it's super interesting. Like um, and I I knew it was kind of similar. I don't know much about hypnosis. I did one session with it and with a girl we did like an hour and uh, I went into deep emotion healing subconscious stuff when I was a kid and then just going through some like trauma and, and, and work and, and why was I acting certain ways um, and then before I go to bed and when I wake up she was asking me to play um, I had a 17 minute recording of her uh, mm -hmm telling me stuff like I don't remember exactly because I was in hypnosis when she recorded it but I was in deep state meditation and she was telling me stuff so everything I kind of wanted to correct um, she was telling me so Maggie kind of does the same you can do it to yourself uh, too like but it's important that you do that kind of stuff it's like I used to also um, listen to audiobook while I sleep or yes. uh, healing chakra music or stuff like that just to go heal some stuff that you want to do. You can also record yourself. If you yeah. feel like in a calm moment, record yourself. I believe in you. You're going to get this job or you're going to get this girlfriend or you're going to get over this breakup. You know there are better times ahead. You can do it. You're going to go to the gym. Blood understand way more when you sleep. So turn on binaural waves, music, audiobooks, whatever you like, and put it on pretty silent but loud enough that you can hear it. And when you fall asleep, your brain is soaking it up like a sponge. Because once you go into theta, you are like a sponge. All the information, everything gets really soaked up, way more than in a mm -hmm. awakened state. Um, what's your, your morning routine or your routine in general? So when I wake up, when I open my eyes, uh, first of all, I say, fuck, because my back hurts. But that's like... <laughs> off the record I wake up with gratitude so like you in the morning and at night at night I say thank you for whatever happened that day thank you for seeing my friends thank you for this thank you for that and in the morning I wake up and I'm like thank you for another day because you and me are young we're kind of healthy doesn't mean some crazy person can't run us over 
We don't know. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you. I'm not saying life could be over tomorrow, but it could. Mm-hmm. I lost friends that are younger than me. I don't yeah. know. I think we all lost maybe people that were not your typical old grandma. So I wake up. I'm like another day. Thank you so much. I get up. I stretch a little bit, and then I usually drink a big glass of lukewarm water with some lemon. Lukewarm is really good for the stomach. And then I walk my dog without the phone, without anything. I walk my dog. I only focus on breathing. I look at the trees, at the squirrels, at the sky. I focus on my dog. I say hi to people that walk by and I just embrace nature and just embrace these 15, 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes. Um, that's what I do. And then when I come back from the walk with my dog, I shower and then I make my coffee and start my day. Awesome. So guys, very interesting. Water. She waits for the coffee. Oh yeah. Um, I would suggest if you want to drink coffee, I would suggest not drinking coffee. But if you do want, at least an hour after you're up, don't shock your system right away. I drink caffeine and, free though. <laughs> oh, I that's drink caffeine free. I so just like the taste. A decaf for the taste, that that's even better. So no caffeine is the best. Yes. If you do want coffee, be my guest, just wait an hour. And she said no phone, which If I start my day on my phone, it's not the same, even for me. Like, it puts your brain, you remember we were talking about subconscious stuff, um, it puts your brain directly to your old life. So, yes. oh yeah, I was on those conversations yesterday forgot, with yeah. those people, this, 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 this. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be mad on this person. Oh, I don't like that girl that appeared on the feed. Oh, this girl is better than me. All those emotion and feeling when your brain is still in those theta and, and, and delta wave, this is not a good start. Take it easy, relax, breathe, enjoy life, uh, grateful journal, You won't whatever. miss anything in those 30 minutes. Like I walk my dog and then I try to not look at my phone until I come out of the shower and then maybe I turn it on slowly when I got ready. But yeah. like you say, if something happens, especially something bad, I know it early enough in 30 minutes. Why should I waste my yeah, life exactly. for the sunshine? See, you and me, we live in LA. We are blessed with the best weather mm-hmm. in the world. I want to enjoy this walk before, like you say, I have my 22 messages and this and car service and the doctor called and this and I forgot this. Give your brain, like you say, your brain is the most fragile in the morning and the last seconds before you mm-hmm. fall asleep. It's like a baby. It's almost like when you wake up for 30 minutes, it's a baby. And then after 30 minutes, it's an adult who is strong. But this first... These first 30 minutes to 60 minutes, give it a break. Don't yeah. use your phone. It helps so much. I'm telling you guys, it helps Very so much. Very important. Um, so, tell me, like, you do meditation, of course, because... Yeah, I have to. Yeah, of course. Every day, like, all along, guided, like, what? what's your type of meditation? Um, I try to every day. It doesn't always work out, but I always do my nighttime and, and morning gratitude. So, that's at least five minutes Um, I like I, I'm I'm uh, not lazy, but I'm 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 a highly auditory person, so I care more for what I hear than for what I see. You know how people say actions speak louder than words. To me, it's the other way around. I would rather forgive you what you've done to me than what you said to me. I'm very oh. very yeah, I'm very very auditory, and a lot of women actually are. So I like sounds. So I, I usually figure out a cool video, or I'm blessed with a lot of friends from our scene, so they always send me some cool stuff, and then I usually. I try to do at least 25 minutes because 5 to 10 is usually... It depends. She if, has a very active brain. So, guys, if you're like her... If you're a professional, maybe you can... You probably are so, so zen. No, no. It, even me, it takes me 10, 15 because my mind is very, It takes very a while until I calm down. Yeah, it's like so a... The first yeah. 10, 15 minutes for me, it's like by the time that my brain shut up, like yeah. the ego, that the voice that's going to be like... 
bro, what are you doing? Stop wasting my time. Oh, have you seen this bird? Oh, you thought about the girl yesterday and then uh, shut up. And then when you quiet it, that's meditation that's time. Meditation. That's when your brain is shifting from the better wave, the, the, the like stupid all the noise to the alpha, to the delta. And, exactly. and then you want to be in this hypnosis. So... It so takes if time you for start everyone. and you think it doesn't work, you, you pretty much quit too early. Yeah. We all, even as a professional, I sit there sometimes and I'm like, I sit there and I laugh and I'm like, this is great. Like, I'm a hypnotist and I can't even meditate right now. And I need the time and I have all those thoughts and it feels like it's five minutes or maybe it's been just one minute. And eventually I notice. Yeah, it's a one suddenly. shot. So just don't stop. Like, yeah. push it, guys. And it's important to do it every day. Do a practice. So the more you do it. Uh, the better you'll be the oh, first yeah. time you did bicycle, the first time you spoke English or whatever other language that you learned. We it's still can't. We still can't. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, guys, it's, it's never easy. So yeah, keep practicing. Um, yeah. What's your favorite books? Oh my God, too many. Give me two. I'll give you an extra. Too many. I like, well, there was one German book. Um, it uh, translated as um, Die Kunst. Die Kunst des Aufgebens. Um, the, uh, the art of giving up the art of giving up and it's about everybody teaches you don't give up don't do this but this book teaches you that sometimes giving up doesn't is it the have... same of the art of not giving a fuck like the same no author? no because there was like like a funny book right no 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 mine's a German writer it's actually, oh, okay. it's actually a German writer and um, this is just giving up not giving because not giving a fuck is like learn how to not care especially about things that are not yeah, worth yeah. caring for this is about giving up this is about being not okay, being attached. Being okay with letting go, not being attached to things. Because, see, I am a super... I hold on. I, for example, love time. My last relationship was only one year. And I'm usually... I had four years, six years, five years. I am a person that holds on to time. I value time a lot. My last relationship, for example, taught me, I learned, you can know someone for a short time and you can love them just as much and you can have a great time and just because you know someone for a really long time doesn't mean they're better people in your life so for me it's very hard to let go that's why my relationships are so long because I'm like I love to hold on to things I'm a very long-term person so it taught me that short term or even just the one day thing can be good it doesn't have to be a one year thing I could spend one day with a person never see them again doesn't matter if, if, if it's romantic or just a friend and see if I meet someone I like them I want their number. I want to stay in touch with them. Mm. I'm great at keeping in touch. I remember everybody's birthdays and everybody. And for Christmas, I sent like 58 messages. Can't even remember their name, guys. See, <laughs> and that's what I'm but learning. But I remember the conversation we had and if I like you or not. But the name is another story. Yeah, I'm not that but that's, great with that's what I had to learn. So the, the art of giving up is really, really good. Um, the art of not giving a fuck is a good book. It's funny. It's cool. Um, I like... It's not necessarily health, self-help books, but I like everything from Paulo Coelho. You know, The Alchemist. Oh, yeah, all, The Alchemist is self-help. All, all, of, all of his books. I would say, guys, The Alchemist is an easy read with a lot Super of subconscious easy. knowledge. Yeah, like a lot of underlaying. Like, you might read it and not pick it up. Just read it again. Like, It's good. Yeah. I would say if it was my first book in spirituality, I would kind of been lost. But it's a good, easy read digestible so i like it it's, it's it's a bestseller it's a really good book yeah it's really good and like you say it's pretty easy i like everything that dalai lama writes he had one book i forgot the title but it was something like a, it's, it's, it's something about compassion because i'm a big fan of compassion people think compassion always means you help someone up or you forgive someone compassion means so much more 
to really be a good person, especially when no one's watching. Yeah. You know, who are you when nobody is watching you? Will you do the same? Will you help the same person? Will you donate? Will you, do you want, are you going to like post a screenshot because you donated? Are you going to send money and shut the fuck up about it? You yeah. know what I mean? They said that there was a funny study about like being a good person and, and, and in the society. And they said that the one thing that um, they looked at for this study was do people bring back the grocery cart? Because this, nobody's checking it. Nobody gives a fuck. I don't. And if you do, it tells a lot because you care about society and bringing it back. Or you just leave it there. Do you pick up the dog poop? Yeah, when always. nobody's watching. Yeah, always. when nobody's watching. Always. Legit. Yeah, because I hate when I step in it. <laughs> so um, I do. I have bag on my leash yeah, all the time. So I just pick it up. People leave their trash. I just put it in their trash. Or yeah. if it's in front of my building, I do it. Look, there's grass outside. It's always picked up every <laughs> single day. It's just an habit. Like guys, if it's an habit to do it, exactly. as soon as one dog poop, pull out a bag. I pick it up. See a habit. To create a habit is work, but once you have a habit, it's the opposite of work because it's a habit. You don't yeah. think about it. It's not, I need to remember to do this. You just do it. I don't need to remember to meditate or I don't need to, you don't need to mm -hmm. remember to work out or, or to, I don't know, take a deep breath and take a moment for yourself because it's a habit. Yeah. So I think the number one secret to make your life easier, create good habits. And you know, some people say you have to do it 21 times. It doesn't matter. Do it every day. Just do it and not think yeah, about it. Do it a lot. There was a, I just finished a book. It's called Atomic Habit. If you want to read it, guys, oh, yeah, it's, it. it's good. It's going to teach you. Uh, there's four key of habits. Like it needs to be the satisfying. You need to be easy. And there's two other, but uh, basically you can read the book. I'll make a quick review on it. I have it listed, but yeah, it. Having habits create automation and automation makes it easy. So as she said, it's work at the beginning, become easy after. Um, Just don't take your phone in the morning. If you don't <laughs> take your phone in the morning right away, you're going to see so much change already. Yeah. And well, what would be an advice you would give to your younger self or people listening? Like one thing that you say, oh, I started doing this and fucking yeah, changed my Yeah, I life. did exactly what you didn't do. People told me I can't do it and I didn't, you know? I, I am naturally uh, codependent. I naturally trust somebody else's opinion more than mine. Not anymore. Obviously, I'm working on it. But it's still my pattern, long-term pattern. So my advice would be, which is actual advice I would have needed, even though they tell you don't do it, but you feel like you can, do it. Because I didn't. And I got far. I've had a few great careers, and I always did great in life. I, I'm really blessed. But... I can only imagine where I would be if I would have had the support or if I would have had the strength to still go for things I didn't go. And it's never too late, guys. It's not no, because it's you're not doing it that it's not going to happen. A lot of people made it later in their life. Like, for sure. stop comparing yourself. Don't feel pressure because one of your 22 years old friend is a millionaire already and you're not. Or this guy has a family and you don't. This guy has a girlfriend and you don't. Like, everything comes in the right time in your life. If I would have been a millionaire at 23, 24... I wasn't ready for it. So that's why it didn't happen for me. Like I didn't have the value to be, um, some people it happened and you say, oh, they're not good people or whatever. Let them, life is going to take care of all that. Like focus on you and be the best person you can. And if you want to manifest money, you'll do. If you want to manifest a girl, you'll do. If you want to manifest relationship, life, travel, whatever, it's going to happen. 
Just don't expect it. Exactly. And let life bring it to you. And also, like you say, that what I teach in my coachings too, what's most important is whatever your goals are, especially when it's financial or success or whatever, the root should always be compassion, which means if you really want money, want to attract money, it shouldn't just be for yourself. There should always be a loving root of, I want to make money so I can take out all my friends. I don't know who work hard, but have a shitty job. I want to be successful and good looking and handsome to attract a beautiful girl to create a beautiful family or to just live a beautiful life with her. I want to build up this company, not just to be like, I'm a CEO, look at me. I want to give jobs to people. I want to make interviews with people that maybe usually wouldn't get a chance. The universe is rewarding genuine compassion and wanting that comes from a good root, which is ethical or not ethical. And like you say, the evil people, everything comes full circle. Even if we sometimes have to wait, they will get their reward, punishing, and the ones that struggle and fight hard will also get the reward, but then it's going to be good. So understand that everything always goes full circle and make sure that whatever you want is not from a selfish root, but from a loving, compassionate root. Even if you want to make money and you're single, but make the money to be like, cool, if I make a lot of money, I could like, you know, support some organization that I like or my dad passed away from cancer. If I make a lot of money, I definitely want to start something with cancer, like help people out or kids with cancer. We love dogs. I, I always want to send money to some rescue stuff. You know, the root, why you want to make money. And even if you make 10 billion and you, you only donate a thousand, it doesn't matter. It's about the thinking was compassionate and loving. And that's what the universe rewards. Amazing. <laughs> what, no, it's true. It's true. What is the... Um... What is a failure um, or perceived as a failure at the beginning? Something happened to you uh, and then became a success. So why I like to do this is because a lot of people, they're going to be in a breakup right now or they're going to be losing a job or something happened, especially with COVID and, and all that stuff. And then, um, then they think life is over or anything like that. And then it's just something happened in your life and you're like, oh, and then, wow, I'm so happy that this moment happened. See, you know the story with diamonds and stuff, they need pressure to pop out, right, out of the stone. And if I would tell you all my failures, we would do like a, a month of podcasts, we would talk for a month, <laughs> because I have been, I hit rock bottom so many times. And when I say rock bottom, I really, I was suicidal. I was drinking and doing drugs not for a long time I was very young after my knee accident I fell into deep depression after my last breakup I I always thought suicidal means you want to kill yourself but I learned that suicidal means being numb you don't feel anything and if you f don't feel anything you question if life is even worth living and also you feel invisible a lot of suicidal people on their letter or even if you save them last second why why did you want to do it i they don't feel seen heard or understood so a few times in my life i felt invisible but not because some guy didn't like me or i wasn't the prettiest i felt like i really believed if i disappear nobody will notice i believed that it was a belief slash as we learned my reality so after i some of you that are maybe professional artists know that art to us and dancing is a holy crazy scene and when I had this knee accident that ended my career after I worked for 12 years every day for 10 hours of my life like every day 10 hours um, 
that broke me. Then, then I had my divorce that broke me. Before my divorce, the man that I married, I left Germany for him and moved to America. Yes, America is cool, but I left everything. I was like, okay, peace out. I'm going to go with my love and take the risk. And I'm happy I did because I rather want to regret mm-hmm. something I did than like, what if, what if. But <clears throat> I've been really... Um, I saw friends die from stupid reasons and suicide and accidents and all of this and and I'm alone again right I had this last relationship that really broke my heart and I thought that this is it again it wasn't it and and um you know it's easy to look good for us girls we can put on makeup the guys can flex their biceps Instagram filters all this fakeness put music underneath make the video look more fun but you guys need to know that everybody cries everybody feels like shit sometimes and you need it You need the pain to grow. And if you look at really successful people, if you guys are interested, you should also read a lot of biographies. That's what I like too. Mm -hmm. I forgot when you asked me about books. I read random biographies. doesn't even matter whom. A princess, an athlete, a musician. And all the people that made it, they ate shit. I don't know a person that is on top that didn't have a moment where they were like, fuck everything. Excuse my language. So yeah, they take risks, they make Yeah, so happen. I believe that that um, I had this many, many times in my life and um, especially moving to America, all my friends were like, okay, see you next month, see you next year, uh, you're going to come back anyways, you know, nobody makes it there, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going strong onto my eighth year living here and um, there are two motivators in life. You either move away from pain or you move towards pleasure. So do I want to lose weight because I feel fat and ugly away from pain? Or do I want to lose weight because I want to be fit and healthy towards pleasure? What makes you start doesn't matter. If you use the pain to start or use the pleasure to start, cool, both work. But later on, you have to switch towards pleasure because eventually you come away from the pain. So now I lost weight. I'm not fat and ugly anymore. So do I get fat and ugly again? So I need to move towards pleasure to keep going. So the thing is that pain and being on the bottom is good to motivate you. Use that fuel, use that pain like a hybrid, you know, like a Prius, turn it into energy, but then later switch and move towards pleasure and believe that you are deserving, that everything you've been through, it's only fair for you to receive good things. And you naturally will ease into that belief, into that thinking, if you want to call it universe, God, soul, spirit, it's going to have your back. And again, like I said earlier, I really believe in the good. If you honestly can say you're a good person, doesn't mean you're perfect. You can fuck up. You can make mistakes. We all do. But if you genuinely have a good core, you don't want to hurt anyone. You don't steal. You don't lie. You don't want to actively destroy someone. The universe or whoever, whichever energy is watching us is going to reward you. And that is a fact. <laughs> Amazing, guys. So you heard her like everybody has helped. You heard you first. <laughs> yeah, everybody has ups and downs. The goal is to be a good person at the end of the day and you'll be rewarded and I truly believe it. So uh, Maggie, can you give your um, where they can find you if they want to book a session with you and um, your handles? Yeah, so my handle is Magdusia. It's a Polish nickname. My mom is Polish. M-A-G-D-U-S-H-Y-A. But uh, we follow each other, so you guys find me. You can send me an Instagram uh, message. I'm, I'm pretty active on all social media. Same thing with Twitter. Same thing with Facebook. All social medias. Ev- everything we have. Clubhouse. Are you actually still active on Clubhouse? No, I'm, I didn't. I, It's I still should. really good. Yeah. <laughs> they need you. They need you. Um, yeah, so that's my handle. Send me a message. I'm pretty active. I also have some people that help me out sometimes with uh, answering the messages. Just shoot me a message. Tell me uh, uh, what you think I could help you with, and I'll get back to you. I'll give you a call. Send me your phone number. I call you. And um, I'll be happy to help you out. 
and follow all the instructions Mike is giving you. Because if you all listen to Mike, you most likely won't need me. I'm mostly there for the people that don't know about that stuff. That maybe are like, okay, at this point I need help, but I don't have the time or I'm not into it. So I'm more like I'm, I'm more like a luxury. And uh, you we know can, what? Can, you can Mike, combine Mike is the guys. personal trainer. Amazing. So guys, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us uh, on the podcast. I'll see you in another podcast. Don't forget. Uh, you can combine multiple techniques, so I was pleased to have you on the podcast. I'll Thank see you, so you next week.